I wouldn't say necessarily we're in a holding pattern because more than a million people have been displaced in Gaza, but Israel is postured for a ground invasion, but it's not happening right now. And with Joe Biden heading into the theater tomorrow, I'd imagine it's not going to happen tonight or tomorrow either. Dean Stott is a former British Special Forces member. He is now an advisor on intelligence and security and military issues. And he's also an expert at hostage extraction, which is one of his um, specialties. So we'll touch on that in our conversation. But Dean Stott, it's good to have you. Nice to have you, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. What do you think near term does Israel's strategy have to be here? And I guess, you know, my next question will be medium and long term. But I mean, in terms of what we may be anticipating right now, what do they need to do? I think obviously uh, Israel is still hurting uh, after the October the 7th. I think medium term, from the initial response, it looked like they were going to go straight in and, and react. The difference is, no, they've done this in the past and their tactics haven't worked. Uh, they need to sort of be a bit more strategic in their targeting and, and from the outside world need to show a bit more empathy to the Western world and give the opportunity for the, the Western nationals uh, to get out. So they're under a lot of pressure from the outside world, but also a lot of pressure from their own nation as well. It's not about if, it's, it's when they go in, but it's how they do it and how they how they respond and hopefully listen to the Western world and not just rush in. But Hamas, uh, this is a different group they fought from before, a lot more better equipped and better trained as well. So they'll be foolish to go straight in, I think. In all likelihood, we end up with urban warfare where you don't even know who the combatants are. Yes, exactly. And I think that's why they've, they've asked that all the civilians start moving south. They, they, they see the civilians as as camouflage for Hamas. So they want them to go down south and hopefully expose Hamas. But obviously Hamas also will be trying to prevent people from getting out. So it's a very difficult situation to be in. And also on top of that, you have the hostage situation as well, which is, is very difficult to get around. Having done hostage rescues before, you know, the planning is key and is important. And most of the times you tend to have an idea where the hostages are here. You sometimes are going in blind. So I've no doubt there's intelligence forces on the ground working with Israelis and they'll be able to pinpoint where they are and, and get them out. And that's why they have to be a bit more timely in their approach. With your experience, and you mentioned hostage rescue, but I want to wind back the clock to before these horrific attacks by Hamas. How do you orchestrate something like that and pull pull it off without the Israelis finding out about it? You know, the planning obviously orchestrated was, was well executed. You know, this is a 9-11. The same question was asked back in 2001, how did we not see this? And, you know, Israel, geographically where they're placed, are known as maybe number one in the world in regards to intelligence service. So this is a bit of an egg on the face for them. So obviously the training camps, people are saying the training camps are in and around Gaza. I, I very much doubt that. I think these were external and they've used the, the tunnel systems to, to get in um, because anything so close to Israel, I'm sure the Israelis would have picked up on it. So yeah, it was very well uh, orchestrated very well, executed, and their tactics very, very harsh. Um, and it is their 9 11. It's the same impact it's having here as it, as it had on the Americans in 2001. So, if you were in a room briefing military members in Israel and you had a whiteboard, what objectives would you be putting on that board? The, the objectives here are A, to get safely the hostages back, 
be to from the outside will you know show show empathy show that you are not um committing war crimes but overall and then how do they wipe out hamas you know how do they stop them coming back you know and they've mentioned that they want to go in and, and take down the infrastructure so i just think last week you know it was purely on uh, reaction um i think now that now that the americans here the brits are here to this as well you know it'd be more planning more execute this is what we did in afghanistan and iraq it was very much more targeted on the individuals and a bit more intelligence a bit more planning rather than just steamrolling in I was talking with another analyst who ventured that rather than this, you know, the original attack and now uh, the Israeli maneuvers, that rather than entrenching this generation after generation, it could actually be a turning point in a brand new strategy and maybe even a pathway to peace. I'm a little jaundiced about the theory, but I'd be curious about what you have to say. Yeah, I think you know, what we're seeing is a repetitive pattern and there's something needs to needs to change and hopefully this is the opportunity as you said for peace you know the hamas leader was was a, an orphan in gaza so majority all his life has been brought up to to not like the israelis there just needs to be a a a, che- a, a break in that chain but i'm i'm with you i'm a bit more of a pessimistic but also i'm optimistic that hopefully there can be some peace at the other end of it are we taking our eyes off the ball by allowing this to consume all the oxygen and we've completely forgotten about Ukraine versus Russia? Yes, that's what it seems like at the moment. Um, and, and I know that um, Ukrainians are conscious of that. It, yeah, don't, don't turn, you turn your eyes. This is very similar when I was doing evacuations in Afghanistan. You know, we were evacuating people out of Afghanistan and then a week later, everyone's eyes diverted to Ukraine. There was still an issue in Afghanistan. So... I think the Ukrainians, uh, especially the president, will, will still make the world aware that, you know, that war isn't ended. But yes, our head has been turned for short term. Okay, and I can't let you go without telling some of your own stories. And they have, they certainly come to bear on the situation now with these hostages who have been abducted by Hamas. Rescuing hostages and getting people out of danger zones is kind of your specialty. Yeah, I, I specialize, me and my wife actually specialize in evacuation planning. It started really in 2012 uh, when the American ambassador got killed, and then in 2014. We single-handedly evacuated the Canadian embassy out of Libya, and and so naturally sort of fell into this world. So I've had experience before, and that was uh, the reason for getting so quick within 36 hours is to sort of get boots on the ground and get an understanding. But unlike Libya and Afghanistan, where I'd been to the country before and had had an idea of where the safe houses were, the routes, drivers, and fixes, I'd never been to Israel before. So I needed to get in quick. Um, I had the experience, and I just needed to uh, implement that. But there seems to be the mass exodus. Things have, have gone now. Those that are staying uh, are here of choice. But we're now seeing just small pockets come down from the north. It's not. It's a bit more controlled and organized than what we uh, saw in Afghanistan, for sure. Thank you for this. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. That is Dean Stott former special forces member in England, and uh, now as you heard, I mean, honestly, it's like uh, the guy's movie ready. Not only, and you know, you wouldn't know this from listening on the radio, but uh, he's a fine-looking man, and uh, he and his wife specialize in, you know, retrieving hostages or extracting hostages. They they could easily—it's like moonlighting, but with hostages.